What's up, everybody? I uh, didn't think I was going to record another episode of the podcast until my foot was fully healed and I could get this studio set up to have guests in again. However, this past weekend, I watched two little documentaries that inspired me. And I kind of had a realization that I needed to do another episode before, you know, everything got crazy again and I started having guests. And, um, but this past weekend, oh, anyway, welcome back to the Don't Start a Band podcast. I think it's episode number like 57. Um, I might have gotten the numbers fucked up. It might be episode 55. I don't know. Anyway, this past weekend, I watched the first episode of the Kanye West documentary, and I watched the full Mod Sun documentary on YouTube. And since there's only one episode of the Kanye West documentary, it's not <clears throat> finished yet. I decided I'd take most of this time to talk about the Mod Sun documentary, but I'll I'll touch on the Kanye West documentary for sure. Um. I guess, uh, yeah, just start on Mod Sun. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I definitely thought that Mod Sun was a poser because he had his album, Internet Killed the Rockstar, come out around the same time as Machine Gun Kelly put out uh, Tickets to My Downfall. And I just thought, you know, it was a little, it was a little weird. You know what I mean? Two rappers turn pop punk. And obviously, you know, my heart is in pop punk. So, uh, you know, I still have my defend pop punk shirt, my man overboard defend pop punk shirt. So I got to I got to rep and I got to defend pop punk till the day I die. And when these motherfuckers are coming in here, fucking, you know, uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. When they're weaseling their way in to this genre of music that I have taken a vow to defend, I get, I you know, I get a little uh, defensive, I guess. But here's the thing. I know I'm making a big stink about it, but I'm not one of those pop punk pure... I mean, I am a pop punk purist, but also... I'm not one of those people who believes in like gatekeeping or anything like that because, you know, people are just making the music they want to make. And Machine Gun Kelly, he was doing just fine making rap music. And like, yeah, he got hooked up with Travis Barker and started, you know, doing that whole thing. But, you know, genuinely likes rock music. And uh, to bring it all back to Mr. Sun. Mr. Mod Sun, um, you know, after watching that documentary, I learned a lot about him and kind of learned that uh, him and I are not so different after all. Uh, I learned that he was a drummer. That's how he like kind of got started in music was uh, Blink-182 and Travis Barker. And he started watching Travis Barker and that's what got him into drums. And uh he actually talks about this concert where 
if you're a Blink-182 fan, you know the uh, the show that's on YouTube. It's Australia's Big Day Out in the year 2000. Blink-182 plays it, but he talks about downloading that shit on dial-up. And some of you might not know what dial-up is, but dial-up was fucking annoying, made an annoying noise. Uh, definitely, like, if you don't know what fucking dial-up is, you need to, like, go on YouTube and look up just the sound of dial-up because you had to listen to that every time you turned on the internet. And not to mention how slow it was. You know, you think when your iPhone doesn't refresh in half a second that the world is falling apart but like you used to have to look at a full white screen and watch it bit by bit load until the full page was there and god forbid you have to go to the next page because it's going to do the same exact fucking thing but mod son was such a fan of blink 182 that he downloaded that shit on dial-up and he said that he watched it when it was like 5% downloaded, 10% downloaded, 20%, you know what I mean? Like he was that big of a fan. He said that he just watched Travis Barker in that video and taught himself how to play drums. So, you know, I, I, I really can't hate on him because him and I have a, you know, a similar backstory. He was also playing hockey at the time that he started playing drums, which I was doing the same exact fucking thing. When I was 11 years old, I was still playing hockey and then, uh, you know, had a pivotal moment where I said, fuck hockey. And I went a hundred percent music and, uh, you know, him and I had a similar, uh, trajectory, I guess throughout, you know, the rest of school or whatever, where it, it was nothing but music. Like for me and for him, it was just a hundred percent music, playing drums, being in a band and fucking making it happen. And, uh, you know, he was definitely, he was in a few bands and got his name out there and went for it. Um, you know, just like I did, but the, the story definitely, comes to a fork with you know him and I being similar and granted I know that him and I are not in the same league yet but that's the whole point of this uh this episode is just to say that like I know that I am going to be in the same league as Modson him and I are going to talk about how fucking similar this all was but anyway the split that him and I had have is uh, <laughs> he, you know, he was playing in bands and then, you know, got picked up by a band. Uh, I think it was Four Letter Lie was the one that picked him up and he started touring and doing that, you know, whole thing like straight out of high school, just 100%. And they were like a heavier band and all that. And, uh, you know, the difference is, is like I, so I used to go around telling people, Throughout middle school, beginning of high school, I would tell people that, like, I'm not even going to graduate. Like, I'm not going to finish my senior year. Halfway through my senior year, I'm going to get a record deal. Whatever band I'm in is going to get signed. We're going to go on tour. We're going to make albums. And, like, that's the way it's going to be. 
But then I got closer and closer and closer to graduating. And then I graduated high school. And, uh, you know, I had no doubts until, you know, I graduated high school. And then, uh, you know, come fall of 2012, everybody I knew went to college. And I started working full time. So knowing that, like, that was the life of basically everybody I knew. You either went to college or you worked full time. Like, that's when doubts started setting in. That's when the real world started setting in for me. And, uh, you know, that's where Mod Son and I are a little bit different because he didn't have that same thing, I guess, according to the documentary. Like, obviously, in documentaries, you see what they want you to see, but. In the documentary, it looked like, you know, straight out of high school, uh, you know, he was just going on tour, playing in bands. And, like, it's cool. Uh, I, I actually figured this out a while ago, but, like, he played drums in a band called Scary Kids Scaring Kids that I used to listen to back in the day. And, uh, you know, this is all going back to the point that is uh, I thought he was a poser. And me thinking that comes from, I mean, a place of like pure ignorance because I had no idea like basically anything about this dude. But I can like honestly say I really liked his album, Internet Killed the Rockstar, when it came out. Uh, There's some phenomenal songs on there that I liked immediately. I mean, starting with Karma, first song on there. Karma's a bitch I heard uh, Bones The second song Flames The song he did with Avril Lavigne Which is like You know I'll I'll get into this But like he talks about Like manifestation And like uh, The crazy thing is, is Like Avril Lavigne Was the first concert I went to You know And uh, His first DM to her Said Hi Icon Like he knew she was a fucking icon. They work together and now they're dating. And, you know, there's that that whole fucking thing. Um, so, yeah, those first three songs. And then there's a song later on in the album called Annoying that I fucking love. So did I think he was a poser at first? Yes. But did I still listen to his music and give it a chance? Yes, I did. You know, whether I thought it was genuine or not, like he put out this album and I usually try and give everything a fair listen. You know, I wasn't going to check out MGK's pop punk album at first. You know what I mean? Because I didn't like MGK's rap music, but then I checked it out and I uh, the first time I listened to it, I listened to it, you know, front to back. I listened to that whole album. And, you know, my favorite song on that is uh, Jawbreaker. Like it's. It's a pretty good fucking album, whether Travis Barker wrote the whole thing or a team of people or MGK, like it's just a good fucking album. So, you know, I, I don't think I can really call either of them like full on posers. Um, I think MGK definitely goes a little too hard on the, uh, you know, the whole rock star thing, you know, he wears some goofy shit and like a lot of people are gonna call it fashion or whatever, but 
it's just it's over the top and it looks a little ingenuine but like mod son the shit he wears and like his whole fashion sense is uh you know it seems pretty genuine because the documentary just kind of shows that he's a very artistic dude like he does you know paintings and stuff like that and one point that i thought was cool was he took like all of his like designer shirts and stuff and just printed on them internet killed the rock star and he wore that shit leading up to the dropping of that album like that dude's brain does not work like the average person which totally fucking makes sense because like if you're going to be successful if you're going to do what he's done you can't think like the average person who has that you know uh high school college nine to five happy hour on Fridays mentality you know what I'm saying like you have to think a little differently um but yeah I think mod son's like fashion sense uh is a little more genuine because he's an artistic dude would I ever wear any of the shit he wears absolutely not but that's neither here nor there I know I'm kind of going off on a little bit of uh a tangent but anyway going back to the whole poser thing. I don't think he's a poser anymore. I think it's rad that he plays drums. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, I think he's just a rad artistic dude. You know what I mean? Like after seeing that and just like watching, you know, a couple hours of him talk and like a couple hours of like old footage of him, like he is genuinely just like an individual straight up like that's the the one word if somebody asked me to describe mod son in one word well two words i'd say artistic and i'd say he's individual he is one of one you know what i'm saying and that's what he talks about like uh you know him and kanye both actually talk about that like being one of one and i think that's pretty fucking cool because you don't usually think about that. Like you have your own ego and you think you're this separate entity, but like you fall into patterns and you fall into line with what everybody else is doing, what everybody's listening to, like that kind of shit. It's kind of like, (laughs) and you know, this is another off topic thing, but like One thing that I have a super hard time with nowadays is the fact that like 90s fashion is coming back, like the mom jeans, the ripped mom jeans, the oversized shit like it, you know, I still wear fucking skinny jeans and t-shirts, you know, black t-shirts and stuff and vans and like I just, I guess maybe I'm stuck in like 2010 to 2012 or whatever but like i i just it it seems a little ingenuine like whoever started wearing the 90s clothes at first like they were an individual and then people caught on and now like it it's weird to watch how shit catches fire like that like i wonder if people you know take a step back sometimes and they look at what has happened as far as like fashion as far as like um you know when things catch fire like that the fact that it just uh catches fire 
And then all these people are on the bandwagon. All these people are following this exact same thing. And like that, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what that makes me, but I see shit like that and I go, I don't want to be like everybody else. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being like everybody else. Cause everybody thinks they're an individual and everybody thinks they're special, but um, it's just, it's weird to watch like when shit just picks up like that and everybody jumps on that bandwagon. And I just, I guess I wonder if people are conscious about it, you know what I mean? Or if it's just like something where, you know, they go to the Levi's store and all they have is like ripped mom jeans and they saw it in some catalog and this I mean, do they even make catalogs? I guess it would be, I guess it would be like uh, promotional emails or something you get. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of odd. But you know, going back to Mod Son and Kanye West, like they're one of one, you know. And uh, that's that was like a big part of both of those documentaries. And like I said, the Kanye West documentary isn't finished i only saw the first episode but like that was enough like seeing that uh ambition that he had was enough for me to be inspired and enough for me to have my perception of kanye west altered just a little bit because like i guess with both of them like i thought that they were just like cocky dickheads who thought they were better than everybody else but like i think you know, I kind of realized that I think people get that mixed up a little bit. Um, and, you know, of course I'm going to fucking talk about Oasis. They're my favorite band. But, like, to put them in, like, I think sometimes, like, for me, with Mod Son and Kanye West, I saw them as cocky dickheads. But really, it's just they're one of one like they're doing their own thing and they believe in their thing to a point where it's like there is no doubt in their minds so some people who like maybe don't have all the information haven't seen all the shit aren't cued into it like some people are going to see that and see it as like arrogance and you know cockiness or whatever but after watching those documentaries is it's a hundred percent genuine for both of them that it was like failure was not an option like not being a musician was not an option and that whole one of one thing was truly inspiring just to see that and just to like i guess in a little way it like kind of reconnected me with you know how i was in high school i guess like uh, you know, people listen to Blink-182 or whatever, but, like, in high school, I was wearing fucking dickies. I was wearing dickies and fucking, you know, I wanted to dress like Travis Barker, and that wasn't fucking cool, you know, at that time. But, uh, you know, I being one of one is, it's, it's an odd concept because you, like, being... You want to be the only one of this one, like you want to be an individual, but at the same time, I think you have to be self-aware enough to not get like so caught up in trying to be one of one that you become like ingenuine, that you're like not authentic about it because 
I mean, it's just like, you know, if something on the radio is popular, you refuse to listen to it just because it's popular or whatever. But just like the, like seeing both of their mindsets and like, it was weird because it's like they had tunnel vision but didn't have tunnel vision at the same time. Like they were letting in all this creative like influence from the universe, but at the same time, their road was headed straight towards success and being an artist and being a musician. Like there there was no there was no other option in either one of their minds. And like I don't think it crossed either of their minds to be like like maybe they thought about being one of one being an individual and like you know doing their own thing maybe they thought about it but i don't think they actively like tried to just jump on that and tried to like only be that and if something was popular they were against it or whatever you know what i mean like obviously kanye west didn't do that because he was a fan of you know jay-z and made beats for jay-z and Jay-Z was fucking popular at the time, you know? If he was being not authentic about it, like some fucking hipsters are, he would have only made beats for rappers that nobody had ever heard of. So, um, also, there's uh, there's one quick point I would like to make. I honestly didn't think about it until right now because I'm, I'm riffing, I'm in podcast mode, but... Uh, this is not take one for this episode. I had done 15 minutes, but I kind of realized that I was too fixated on the Instagram live. And so I just wanted to restart the whole thing and get back to the point of the episode. But uh, I do want to share um, one thing that I really went into a rant over. Um, when I was on the Instagram live, I stopped the podcast. Uh, so today is the famous two twenty two twenty two on a Tuesday, uh, you know, universally significant day. And let me just tell you guys, cause I have never, I don't think I've ever gone on my Tuesday rant, but Tuesday is the worst day of the week because Monday you start the week off. The weekend's not in sight. Like it's, there's no hope in sight. So like Monday usually flies by because you're dreading it so much. Like there's, you know, there's no hope and it flies by. So you're like, cool. My fucking, my week is going to go by in a flash. I'm going to be at the weekend, which I know a lot of people say like, don't live for the weekend. You gotta like, you know, be on the grind and blah, 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 blah. But like most people, they fly through Monday and they're like, cool, this week is going to, this week is going to go by fast and then they get to Tuesday and it's like hitting a fucking brick wall. Like every fucking Tuesday there's a drag. And when I used to work at uh, the detail shop, I used to tell people about this realization I had. And my manager actually had to tell me to stop talking to people about this realization because he said I was, uh, I was bringing down the morale of the shop because I was talking about my Tuesday hypothesis. But also, Tuesday is, I mean, for me, statistically, one of the worst days of the week. And this is why. 9-11 happened on a Tuesday. The Challenger blowing up 
That rocket ship that blew up happened on a Tuesday. Uh, The stock market crash of 1929 happened on a Tuesday. Uh, D-Day, a lot of people fucking died on D-Day, happened on a Tuesday. And guess what? This whole 2-22-22, a lot of people put a lot of faith in this day that the universe was going to bless them with something special just because the fucking numbers lined up. But here's the fucking thing. This was Tuesday's big fuck you. Everyone got their hopes up. They were looking forward to this like it was significant. And Tuesday just went, fuck you, everybody. And let everybody, like literally everybody I talked to said that there was either nothing significant about this day or it was a terrible day. So that was the rant I went on uh, on Instagram live and, you know, Actually, there there was a few people who saw it, but now I'm in podcast mode, strictly podcast mode. I'm going to get back to uh, talking about Mod Sun. Um, basically, I'm going to get into basically, uh, basically, basically, basically. Uh, I want to talk about his ambition and his focus that you can see in all the clips throughout his life. And just like him talking now like uh you know when they cut to the like interview clips you can see in his face throughout his whole life that he only had a forward facing 100% ambitious like looking forward mentality and it was like like i said it was like tunnel vision towards success and living the life he wanted but also being open to and i know i just you know kind of shit on the universe a little bit but being open to everything that the universe had to offer him you know and uh while i don't think 22222 was the day that you know the stars would align and everything like that uh It is, you know, a little weird how I recently have started to put a a lot of thought into the universe and just into, you know, thinking about the future and people, you know, asking me about the future and shit like that, Um, especially like with breaking my foot, I would have never thought ever like my brother was the one who broke bones. Like he broke his, the same arm at three, six and nine. And then he like broke his ankle or his foot or whatever. When he was in the army, like my brother was the one that broke bones. My brother was the one that wore casts and like had all that shit happen. I would have never, ever, ever thought that I would break any bones, but you know, I couldn't have seen this coming. And, uh, you know, I can honestly say that maybe I didn't deal with it the best, you know, having my foot broken. I'm a very active individual. You know, I do the podcast. I'm in a band. I play drums. Like I do all these things that require me to be on both feet, like all fucking day long. You know what I mean? And so I could have never guessed that I would be in this predicament. And when it happened, like I, you know, maybe I didn't handle it in the best way, you know, I was depressed, but 
you know, reflecting back on it and just thinking about it, especially, you know, with the watching the Mod Sun documentary, like you, you really have no control over what's going to happen to you and what happens in your future. And as generic as it may sound, like you don't have control over what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it and how you course correct from it. You know, so I've gotten, you know, a few questions about like, uh, you know, when your foot's healed and you go back to work or when your foot's healed and you get back to playing shows, what if this, what if that, blah, 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 blah. And like for the first time in my life, I've really gotten out of the what if mindset. I've lived my a lot of my life in what if. And recently I've just started to realize that like, only like the universe will be there and present this shit to me. And all I can control is like how I deal with it. But the thing that really, uh, struck me, I'm going to take off my jacket right now. So here's a little ASMR. If you're a big fan of zippers and uh, crunchy jackets. So, uh, you know, people are weird. That's, you know, that's the funny thing about, I was talking to one of my friends about like, you know, how weird people are and individualistic, I think that's a word, uh, people are. And, uh, wow, I am really fucking struggling with this. Um, but that's the weird thing about it. And I was, I was telling him, I was, (laughs) we were, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get a little, NSFW on the podcast not suitable for work but we were talking about like fetishes and shit and I literally said to him like think about it like anything you can come up with in your head like do you think people are blah 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 like if you can think about it it has happened or somebody has thought about it or that's somebody's shit you know so uh I'm sure maybe they don't listen to this podcast, but somebody out there fucking hears a zipper going and it, uh, you know, it sends that shock through their system. Anyway, going back to, (laughs) I hope that doesn't take away from the significance of what I was talking about, uh, when it comes to the universe and, um, you know, believing that everything's going to happen the way it should happen. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of doubt in that. And I doubted it for a long time and I second guessed it and I thought it was bullshit for a while just because like when shitty things happen to you, you're like, why, why would the universe make this happen? You know? Um, cause it, it doesn't seem like the universe or whether you believe in God or whatever would be so malicious that it would make you go through like horrendous shit or like such like depressing shit. You know, you don't want to believe that the universe is capable of handing you that hand of cards. But, um, you know, rec- you know, recently, like I, I have just become so um, honed in on the fact that like I can only control today and how I deal with each moment. And Jack Cornfield 
Um, he's like a philosopher. He has a quote that says, tend to the part of the garden you can touch. And so I am tending to the part of the garden that it is within arm's reach that I can touch, that I can uh, affect. But other than that, like the universe is going to do what the universe is going to do. And you just got to have faith that like, I guess it all comes down to faith. Um, you just got to have faith that it's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen or the way it was always going to happen. You know what? That's what I'm going to solve the world's problems right here. Instead of calling it God, calling it the universe, calling it any of that stuff, we're just going to call it faith in everything for everything. We're going to get rid of all these other words and, uh, you know, characters and stories in the Bible, blah, 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 blah. We're just going to call it all faith. And that's what it is, is just having faith in some sort of way, because that's what it's all, that's what it all boils down to is just faith, you know? Anyway, <laughs> going back to Mod son, uh, yeah, he had that ambition and, uh, you know, just went for it a hundred percent, looked forward, had no doubts. Uh, one thing he talks about that, I mean, if you asked me about this years ago and I kind of went into this about the secret, um, and about, you know, manifestation and, uh, thinking things into existence, I would have told you like, you're full of shit. Like if you want something to happen, you have to act. That's the only way you can do it. And while I still do believe that, you know, you can't sit at home and have a vision board of all these things you want and just sit on your couch and think real hard and squint your eyes and sit there and just hope that all these things are going to appear and that, you know, a record executive is going to show up at your doorstep. Like you can't do that. You still have to put in work, but just, I mean, knowing, believing, looking at it, envisioning that this shit is going to happen, which is hard. Like I said, especially when negative things happen, it, uh, you know, it seems like it's going in the opposite direction, but um, that was one thing, I guess, for him that really, like positivity and manifestation were two things he really delved deep into in that documentary. And, you know, I would definitely say that they're very important concepts to at least like you don't have to fully commit to them or fully believe or fully have faith but don't be so close-minded that you don't flirt with the concept because um you know not on the simplest level like it feels good to have something that you're working towards and just to have something you believe in and have like a direction in your life and like some of the most miserable people I've ever met in my life are people who don't have passions and they don't have like hobbies or anything they care about. And like those are usually the people who are super codependent in relationships. And those are the people that, you know, they're they're miserable because they can't find that thing that they can get lost in. They, you know, it their life is just 
ones and zeros. It's black and white, you know, so find that color in your life, I guess. Uh, but yeah, ambition, manifestation, um, and another thing like was positivity. And that's, that's a fucking, that's a hard thing to let, let not only let into your life, but overcome, like let overcome your life, which I mean, I guess it just like the way he talks about it is it just hit him. Like, it's crazy that he had all this shit happening all at the same time, like ambition, manifestation and positivity. Like it, it's very inspiring to watch. Like, that's why I'm telling you guys about this documentary is because it's insanely inspiring just to see that this, this is what a human, like a human that has like blood, bones, hair, all this shit, he has all the same shit as you and he had all you know all those three things working with him and he was literally so he was in a band called four letter lie and he was laughed out of the room when he talked about making you know a heavy sounding song with a positive message or a positive vibe and you know when they laughed him out of the room he was like fuck this like it was so important to him and he knew it was so important that he left that band and like that's when he became mod son started rapping and started like really going off about positivity and uh you know that's that's the thing is like he was just a normal a normal scrub like me like you like your brother like your uncle like he was just a scrub and he had all these things like he was capable of all of that and watching it and watching also watching the first episode of the Kanye West documentary. I was thinking to myself, why am I not capable of that? You know, like he's just a human. Mod son's just a human. I'm a human. Why can't I have all that shit? You know, and uh, it was just it was super, super inspiring and uh one quick thing i really want to hit on just because like taylor Hahn, the producer i work with who's been on the podcast him and i have talked about it but uh i thought it was kind of cool that mod son touched on it that uh bands and artists nowadays they're not just musicians they're not just these entities that put out music and then they also have like merchandise to accompany it. Like you're literally a clothing brand that has music to accompany your merchandise at this point, which I mean, it sucks and it's kind of like sad to think about that part of the art comes second. But at the end of the day, he's not wrong, you know? Like, people love music, people listen to music, but they don't consume music the way they used to. But people do consume fashion and merchandise and all that stuff. So I thought it was just really cool that, like, he, that he touched on that. Um, and another thing that, like, he touched on, uh, like, the biggest advice he gives to people basically like summing it up i guess in my own words is like you're either zero or 100 like 
you either don't do it at all or you believe you're the fucking shit. Like you believe that you are the best. You're the best at what you do, but like that you're the fucking best. That this is important, that you are, you know, that you're worth the success and the notoriety and all that shit. And, uh, you know, I've never been a fan of like fake it till you make it. I hate that saying. I hate, you know, because it has the word fake in it. And I don't think you should fake this shit. But, you know, when it comes to like him talking about manifestation, knowing where he's going, like there is a certain part of you where, okay, it's, it's the same as like, when people say dress for success, when you go for an interview, they say dress for the part you want, not dress for the job you want, not the job you have. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's the same thing when it comes to, I mean, for instance, like being a musician, being a rock star, being an artist, like, you know, I'm an artist, so I'm going to wear this shit. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. Like I'm not, gonna try and look like anybody else like i'm not faking it you know what i mean so like he wears some goofy ass shit and i know i've touched on his fashion probably equally as much as his music but like uh you know that's who he is he's an artist and uh you know just stop stop thinking about what people are gonna think and just like I don't know. I feel like I'm getting into a zone of like being generic here and being like, uh, you know, saying a bunch of shit that people have already said. But again, it was inspiring to hear him talk about it. And that's why I'm telling you, watch this documentary. It's on YouTube. Um, it's Mod Sun's documentary. I think it's called Remember Me or I Want You to Remember Me, something like that. But basically like what I got started on on this point is like be be in it a hundred percent no doubts going forward like dress as it be as it think about it every fucking moment of your life like don't have one second of thinking well you know if it doesn't work out maybe I'll be something else or something you know maybe it's not even doubt maybe it's just like a lot of people call their doubt just being a realist but there's realism and there's pessimism and then there's optimism and there's drive and ambition and all the shit that i've talked about when it comes to mod son so you know he talks about putting it all out there being yourself a hundred percent and putting it out for the world to see you know what i mean don't have different faces that you show to different people like walk and I actually, uh, I watched, uh, so I'm a sucker for motivational videos and I watched, a uh, Jay-Z motivational video recently. And like, he literally says like, I walk into every room as myself and that's what, like, don't be a chameleon. Don't censor yourself. Don't dim yourself down or amp yourself you know, up or whatever, like going to every room as yourself, who you are and like also who you want to be. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to be all time. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to be, 
I used to tell people, like, even if I make a living playing venues like the Marquee, small little venues for the rest of my life, as long as I can pay my rent and put a roof over my head and buy food and blah, 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 like, I'll be happy. But, like, no, I want to be fucking all time. Like, I'm telling you right now, I want to play Glastonbury. I want to play Reading and Leeds. Like, I want to, I want to be all time. And I think that gets lost because people try and be modest and people try and uh, downplay their shit. But like, I don't know. I think I think everybody has gotten to this point where they feel like they have to be modest and humble and self-deprecating. But it's like, fucking own your shit, be your shit, believe in your shit. I feel like I've shit said (laughs) i feel like i've said shit a million times on this podcast but uh you know be all time be all time you whether you're leaving a legacy or whether you're just like i don't know it's it's all realizations and points that i'm sure a lot of you have had um and we all find inspiration in different ways. Maybe you won't find it from that documentary. Maybe you'll find it from this podcast. If you find it from this podcast, please let me know. Like if I have said something that clicked in your fucking brain, please let me know. Because I, I mean, that would fucking make my life to know that I said something that like got you so jazzed that it lit a fire in you to fucking go after shit. But um yeah i i can tell you right now i want to be all time like i want to do it all i want to i i'm gonna be a rock and roll star and i'm saying it on 2 22 which is a fucking tuesday but i'm saying it right now on this episode of the don't start a band podcast that i'm gonna be all fucking time all time and that's it's a fact there's not a doubt in my mind there there have been doubts along the way but it's like i know that this can't all be for nothing like me like playing drums writing songs in the backseat or like all the shit i've done like you got to look at your life and like the things you've done and the things you're passionate about and just say like this can't all be for nothing it can't all be for nothing, you know? And, uh, you know, maybe it, it clicked with me so much, you know, Kanye West and Mod Sun because, and if you thought I wasn't going to bring up Oasis, you were sadly mistaken. But, I mean, it it connects with that too because Oasis was a band that was from Manchester, like the first industrial city in the world they were dirt poor they were on food stamps like they were they were at that point like there's uh liam gallagher talks about it like that shouldn't have happened there's no reason that they should have become that successful but they did and they went around telling people that they were the best band in the world they believed they were the best band in the world and they acted like they were the best band in the world They did everything that the best band in the world would do or the most successful band in the world would do. You know, they had that mindset and there was no other 
mindset about it. And, you know, it's really hard to relay these uh, inspirations that I had because I can feel them in my chest and they're in my head and I'm trying to put it into words the best I can and I'm trying not to just ramble, but I mean, ultimately, that's what it's about. Whether it's the first episode of the Kanye documentary, whether it's the whole Mod Sun documentary on YouTube, whether it's Oasis supersonic documentary, there's a reason they have all these things in common. And it's because they believed before anybody else, more than anybody else, there was not a doubt in their mind and uh you know it they reached a point where they they planted their feet firmly in the ground poured cement over it put spikes in their feet like they said this is who i am this is what i'm doing with this temporary existence on this planet this is who the fuck i am and they were not apologetic about it they went for it 100 percent and that's that's why I wanted to do this episode. That's why I wanted to share this with everybody because it impacted me so strongly. So I strongly urge everybody to, you know, whether you like Kanye West or Mod Sun or not, please at least like give those documentaries a chance because like I said, I thought that both Kanye and Modson, more so Kanye. Kanye and Modson were cocky assholes. And then I watched those documentaries and for me, and maybe it's because like I want a similar thing in my life, but I watched those and I went, "Oh, that's what it is. It's not cocky asshole. It is like this is who I am 100%. No apologies." And I mean, for me, that was inspiring. It was badass. So that's why I strongly suggest that everybody, like if you're passionate about something, especially if you're passionate about music and art and all that shit, like definitely go watch those documentaries. But also, like I said, um, I'm doing my best to relay the feeling and inspiration that those documentaries gave me. So if you don't want to watch those documentaries or you watch them and they do nothing for you, but like you heard something in this episode that gave you a little push, uh, please let me know because that you have no idea what that would mean to me. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's all I got. Like I said, I didn't think I was going to record another episode until I could have guests in and, until I could get the studio set up to do a full-blown episode. But those documentaries impacted me so greatly that I knew that I had to say something about it. Like I had to, I couldn't just post on Facebook and say, yo, these fucking documentaries were sick, go watch them. Like I knew I had to express in long form the impact that these documentaries had on me. So, um, 
yeah, that's what I have. Just fucking walk into every room as yourself, as who you are, as who you want to be, and go for it 100%. It's like the Oasis song, Supersonic. I need to be myself. Can't be no one else. Feeling supersonic. Give me gin and tonic. You could have it all, but how much do you want it? I really would like to end this episode with a song called... uh, uh, It's called Better Off. And it's by an artist that goes by the name uh, Stanza. Steinza. Yeah, it's... I, I think you say it's Steinza. S-T-E-I-N-Z-A. Anyway, song called Better Off. Uh, I've been DMing back and forth with him. I hope I can get the rights to put that song at the end of this episode. So, um, you know, when I stop running my fucking mouth, that song is going to play or it's not going to play. But thank you all for listening, especially if you've made it to the end. It means a lot to me. I hope you've heard... What I've said, I hope you check out the documentaries or I hope that a little fire has been lit under your ass to fucking go 100% full clip on whatever it is you love and want to do. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to try out that manifestation. Like, I'm not even going to try it out. I'm going to say, and here is a song called Better Off by... Steins up. <laughs> Any okay. Here's a song called Better Off. I love it. It's one of my favorite songs right now. Thank you so much. This is episode 57 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. Love you all. Uh and I'll be back. Thank you. We hit it off right on the spot. It's going straight to my head. I'm noticing you're beautiful. I'm falling again. And you ask me how I feel about you and him Sometimes I think that we'd just be better
Sometimes I think that we'd just be better off.